0: What can kill you easily that people often underestimate? Staircases. Friend of mine slipped, broke his neck, and died. He was 21. As a kid, I remember trying rollerblades down the stairs. One moment, I'm on the top of the stairs, and the next, I'm waking up at the bottom of the stairs with no memory of having fallen. Only some bruises, and I didn't tell my parents in fear of the slipper. Someone else in the vehicle not having their seatbelt on. If your 150-pound passenger isn't wearing a seatbelt, they turn into an unrestrained 150-pound sack of meat and bone during a collision or rollover. That can definitely mess you up if they smack into you. When I met my husband, he never wore his seatbelt. I'm an easygoing girl who doesn't tell him what to do. Except for that. I said that was a deal-breaker. So he wears his seatbelt now. Jump ahead a few years. When my husband and I were test-driving his car, I turned around and told the car dealer to put his seatbelt on. He laughed. My husband was like, Uh, she's serious. You better put it on. I don't know why this makes me smile. Maybe the look on the dude's face when I lectured him about being a torpedo. I said I could not care less what happens to him, but he will not be killing me or my husband. This is how I feel about all reckless driving. If you want to put your life in danger when you're behind the wheel... Do it alone on an empty road. If people want to gamble with their own lives, then fine. That's their prerogative. But they're selfish Fs when they put each other's lives at risk. Water. Lakes, pools, etc. People forget how easily their children or themselves can get into trouble while around water. Floating down a lazy river with some beer and friends is, I think, one of the greatest experiences in this life. The most recent time I did this, I drank a lot and then got separated from my group. At some point, I was kicking to get my floaty to shore, and it suddenly occurred to my inebriated self just how much danger I was in. If I slipped off my raft, I gave myself 50-50 odds of being coordinated enough to get out of the water, at best, and there was no one around to help me. I made it, obviously, but I still shudder when I remember that moment, perhaps the closest I came to death, and I've been hospitalized on multiple occasions. Yep, I'm a pretty strong swimmer, but it's interesting how even 100 meters stretches out when you're not in the pool, or have circumstances like inebriation or rough conditions. A brief moment of distraction while driving. Just driving in general, you're moving at a high speed in a metal box relying on paint and lights to guide you, while also hoping literally every other driver does the same and doesn't make a mistake. From an emergency medical services point of view, showers, smack, and motorcycles. But the number one cause of injury, according to an overwhelming majority of patients, is not doing anything. Ladders. OSHA posts workplace fatality stats online. Literally every other entry is someone falling to their death from the top of a ladder. The ocean. I live in Australia, and the people from overseas just don't understand how dangerous the ocean can be. Tip for a visitor if you come to Australia, make sure you swim between the flags. That way, the lifesavers can keep an eye on you and stop you from getting into trouble. Visited Australia in the summertime a few years back, we went diving on the Great Barrier Reef. Everyone had to wear a jelly suit, full-body, one-piece, thin wetsuit type of thing, because there are jellyfish so small you can't see and are so powerful they can kill you. Even if you were just swimming, not diving, you had to have this suit on. Back on the boat after our dive, some folks on the boat are swimming and start lowering their toddler into the water to swim. No jelly suit. The boat captain starts freaking and yelling at them to stop. None of them speak English. It was crazy. One of the other passengers ended up translating for them, but I think the fear of the ocean got lost in translation. They didn't seem concerned. The ocean and its inhabitants are no joke. Also, people who are not in good physical shape at all and cannot swim very well in calm waters, thinking they can handle swimming too far out into the ocean because it seems calm enough. I'm from the US and only have experienced East Coast beaches, so nothing compared to Australia people still underestimate how powerful the ocean really can be everywhere. Tylenol, number one leading cause of acute liver failure in the US. ETA, Tylenol is acetaminophen, also called paracetamol. The limit is 4 grams per day. That's just 8 extra strength Tylenol pills. Other drivers, especially the drunk ones. The amount of children who are now orphans because someone decided to drink and drive is very depressing. Blood clots can form in your legs due to inactivity and then travel to your lungs, which is fatal. Can confirm. Was a fairly active 24-year-old college student when I was on bed rest for multiple surgeries. Ended up getting a pulmonary embolism and being put on warfarin for over a year. Best part was when I went into a walk-in clinic complaining of pain of an 11 out of 10 in my chest and the doctor said I had acid reflux and I had to beg him to x-ray me. Still think back about how easily I could have died if I didn't insist on more tests. If this video is making you feel a general sense of nervousness, dread, and stress at the frailty of life, don't worry, that is happening to the scriptwriter, narrator, and editor of this video as well. Cars. I babysit and nanny for two different families, and all of the kids have said their parents let them not wear their seatbelts. And I'm like, what the frick? You could die. You will wear your seatbelt in my car, and I won't move until you do. Alcohol withdrawals. They are some of the worst withdrawals you can put your body through, and in some cases, it's worse than smack withdrawals. A lot of substances can just cold turkey off, but I'd recommend weaning off alcohol slowly just so you don't shock your body so hard. This more applies to hardcore alcoholics and not so much to your occasional drinkers. I never knew this until six months ago. My dad is an alcoholic. Mum calls me up saying that he's firing his gun in the garage. I race over and convince him after two hours to get in the car. Take him to the hospital, and upon release, doctor says if and when he decides to turn his life around, do not stop drinking cold turkey. It will kill him. Alcoholic here. I've gone through withdrawal numerous times, and even then I don't think I've approached delirium tremens more than three or four times. You know that feeling when you hold your breath for too long, and your body is just going, freaking breathe, we need it. That's what it feels like when you're withdrawing from alcohol, except it's all over your body, and there's nothing you can do but ride it out. It tends to come on anywhere from 8 to 12 hours after your last drink and peaks around 12 to 14 hours after. I've read if you can make it 24 hours, your chances of having a seizure at all fall dramatically. If you've timed it wrong, you withdraw at night. Forget sleep. You're going to toss, turn, sweat. And if you're really unfortunate, you'll nod off a little and borderline hallucinate. It's not something I'd recommend. I'd say nighttime is the wrong time for it because, at least in my experience, if you can do it during a busy day, then you at least have crap to do that can distract you. The scariest thing is going through all of this knowing this might be the one that kills you. It's no secret that alcohol withdrawals can kill, at least among alcoholics. You lie on your bed and sweat, wondering if you'll finally have the seizure that sends you to rehab. Take it easy on the booze, folks. It's literally poison. Automatic garage door opener springs. Do not try and fix or replace them on your own. They're deadly. I can vouch for this. Not the deadly aspect, but the more dangerous than you realize, especially while standing on a ladder aspect. Lesson learned. Garage doors are seriously heavy, and those springs make it seem feather light. There's a crap ton of potential energy in them, and unleashing all of it at once is violent. I've heard that they can embed themselves in walls. Garage door springs are very high on my things to absolutely never F with list. Higher than angle grinders and snapping turtles. Being knocked unconscious for too long is super bad for you. It's a lot shorter period than you'd think to get deadly. Some historians theorize that this is what caused Henry VIII to become so unstable. His horse literally flipped on top of him and he stopped breathing for a bit, was unconscious for a few days afterwards. He was very intelligent and a great leader before it, and ended up becoming super paranoid and violent afterwards. Stairs! Especially for the 60-plus people, but anyone at any age can fall downstairs. Then they're in debt because of the medical bill and sometimes paralyzed. Or your neck gets crunched and you die. This happened a couple of months ago. My sister-in-law's family had a family friend visiting them out of state for a couple of days. They said he would make comments about how steep their stairs were and that someone could easily die falling down them. Well, one night they heard a loud crashing noise and they found the guy unresponsive at the bottom of the steps, was pronounced dead at the scene when the paramedics arrived. I kind of half-assed making sure both ways were clear before I crossed the road the other day. Then I suddenly realized that even though I do it every day, so it's monotonous and seems like no big deal, not looking both ways is the difference between getting across the road safely and getting hit and killed by a car on the way back from buying a can of Pringles. The narrator can confirm that once in a state of exhausted delirium after an all-nighter finishing an essay, he was struck a glancing blow by a car when he didn't check both ways on the road. Easy, deadly mistake to make, folks. Easter Flowers They've been known to kill dogs and small children, highly toxic. I had a dog that ate one and I had no idea they were poisonous. Few minutes down the road and he started projectile crapping and puking in a circle. I thought he was going to die. It only takes a few for a human to ingest and it'll kill you. Those stupid yellow flowers people plant everywhere. Tulips, narcissus, and I assume daffodils, or maybe that's the same thing, and calla lilies, will kill your animals and also you. I think irises are also on the no-no list. I'm glad your dog was okay. Crowds. The closest I ever came to death was being about 10 feet from the stage at Lollapalooza 94 when the Beastie Boys came on. Parliament Funkadelic was on right before them and everyone was just dancing, nobody was rushing the stage. The Beastie Boys banner dropped and I turned around to several thousand people running at me at full speed. I got caught in the pit and I'm a small person. I was immediately pushed away from my friends. The Beastie Boys were actually yelling at the crowd, telling them that the ladies had as much right to be up front as the guys, look out for friends, etc. People were grabbing my hair and my clothes to stay up because almost everyone around me was a shirtless guy and pretty slippery with sweat. All the air was up around six feet off the ground and I'm a whopping five foot three. Some very aware and awesome strangers noticed I was about to pass out and was only upright because I was being held up by the crush of people around me, and they passed me overhead to the security guys on stage. I easily could have died in that crowd. This is so true. I have a huge respect for folks who watch out for people around them in the crowd at live events. I was once knocked unconscious for a moment by an accidental elbow to the head from a dude next to me, and then came to my senses and realized someone was holding me by the armpits, not letting me fall and I'm not exactly a small guy. If not for this stranger, I could have easily been trampled and injured seriously. So stay aware in the crowd, folks, for yourself and others. Deer. Stupid, paranoid murder machines with knives on their heads. Most animals will kill you for a reason, or to eat you, but not a deer. Fricking deer. Not only are they psychotic during mating season, but if you hit a buck in your car, the antlers can impale you if they come through your windshield. They are a lot bigger up close than most people realize. I've always found them kind of intimidating. A short fall. A friend fell from about three feet and landed on his head. You're still missed. Carrying a bunch of junk in your car. If you wreck, that crap will hurt and or kill you. A bag of canned dog food almost got me. Some diseases that are vaccinated for, such as measles and pertussis, whooping cough, are much more dangerous and carry a higher risk of deadly complications in infants and very young children than in older children and adults. This is one reason why the herd immunity avoided by widespread vaccination is so crucial. Infants cannot be vaccinated against such diseases, but their risk of contracting them can be greatly reduced by those around them being inoculated. Selfies in dangerous locations I keep an eye on the Wikipedia list of death by selfie. In Nabarangpur, Odisha, India, a man tried to take a selfie with a wounded bear and was mauled to death. Good stuff. I live in an area with a lot of touristy spots, near beaches, and some guy died because he was trying to get a selfie over a blowhole. Not next to, over, as in he stood on top of it hoping to somehow get a good pic of it blowing, under him? Don't know the logic behind that, but yeah, he got blown off, obviously, into the water and got swept out to sea. All for the selfie. Somehow it feels okay to chuckle about people dying for the perfect selfie. Obviously, it's a huge tragedy, but death resulting from trying to prove you're living in the moment feels oddly poignant. A single punch. It takes disturbingly little effort to kill a human. We are incredibly durable in most ways, but a solid punch to the throat or temple could easily kill on accident. Don't forget the chest. If you bop someone in the right place at the right time, off goes the heart. There was a youth lacrosse player a few years back that was working on his shot. One of his shots hit the crossbar and came back and hit him in the chest at the exact right time and killed him. There was also a minor league hockey player that died from a puck to the chest. The Woods People without much survival knowledge don't seem to realize that nature doesn't give an F about you. The weather, the wilds, the animals, all will kill you as soon as you mess up. I used to teach a wilderness survival course at a scout camp. Eagle Scout represents A knowledge of how lethal mostly everything in the wilderness is, is sobering. Drink bad water? Get the projectile craps and vomits and die of dehydration. Eat bad food or hell, just put food in your body that it's not used to? Get the projectile craps, vomits and die of dehydration. Get wet and stay wet even in the middle of summer? Probably develop hypothermia once the sun sets. Get an open wound, cut, or scrape? It's gonna get infected. Annoy a wild animal? Get attacked. And it doesn't even have to be a big traditional predator like a wolf or bear. One kid at the scout camp had to be rushed to the hospital because he, and friends, cornered a raccoon and was annoying it. Another scout in a different troop got too close to a tom turkey and got mauled. So on and so forth. Yes, I love the woods and I spend quite a bit of time in them. But that means I have a healthy respect for what it can do, and I am prepared. Brain aneurysm. Can happen any time, you can be the healthiest man in the world and take care of your body all the time and still die from one. And alligators. Eat my eggplant, jungle. Often, alligators paired with brain aneurysms, though the correlation has not been clearly established. Hippos. They may look like harmless friendly giants, but if you get too close to them, they will absolutely mess you up. Giving birth. Just because we've been doing it for millions of years doesn't mean it won't kill you. Food. Plain and simple. Between unknown allergies, choking, foodborne illnesses, overeating, and a plethora of other possibilities, food is the silent killer that no one expected. Cows. Cows? Cows. They kill more people than sharks. How does a cow kill a shark? Thank you, commenters. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for that little exchange in this dark topic. This is dark, but uh, depression. A lot of people think it's not as bad as it is, and it can get pretty bad. Not depressed anymore, but it was pretty bad, and your brain being so chemically ill it will tell you things that you would really wonder how you believed it when you're not struggling anymore. This is very true. There's nothing worse than feeling worthless, even when you're surrounded by people who say otherwise. There's nothing worse than losing all enthusiasm for your passions. There's nothing worse than wanting to sleep so you can avoid the waking world. I've lost friends and family to depression. I suffer from it myself, and it's the only problem I can't seem to solve. One of my favorite descriptions of what depression and suicidal tendencies is like is something along the lines of, Depression is like being in an upper floor of a burning building. Each day, the flames rise up another floor. Some days, the firefighters are able to bring the flames down, and other days, the flames jump ten floors. Eventually, it gets to the point where the pain of jumping out of your window is less than the pain and effort of continuing to fight the flames. My therapist quoted someone who I can't remember now, but it was something like the above. David Foster Wallace from the novel Infinite Jest. Swimming in lakes, because there's amoeba and bacteria that can kill you if you have any open wounds or if it gets in your mouth and eyes. Brain-eating amoeba or Nagleria foleri. It's found in drinking water, too. Not living in an area where they're common? I think the greatest danger to me would be the mother fricker who's leaving scorpions in my shower. Fricking everything. Yourself. Between the ages of 10 and 34, taking one's own life is the second most common cause of death, second only to unintentional injury. On average in the US, there are 121 such incidents per day. And the rates in LGBTQ communities are three times higher than the national average. Be kind to yourself, people. Emus and cassowaries. Something something emu war. Darn, foiled again. I mean, they're giant velociraptors. Who can blame them? Running in front of a train. Seriously, I see people do this a few times a month on my way back to work. If the arm is down, don't run, especially when there's more than two tracks. Nobody bothers to look down the freight train tracks. In South Florida, we just got a new passenger train running at 79 miles per hour on tracks that formerly only had nighttime freight trains at 55 miles per hour. Current score is 7-0, with the passenger train winning against idiot pedestrians. Horses and horseback riding. Even decades-long experienced riders die from injury and accidents. It's not just the ones new to horses and the sport. A coach I had lost her husband in a barrel racing competition from injuries after a bad fall. I myself have fallen off and was stomped on by accident when the horse got upset in a storm. My spleen almost ruptured and I was off work for three weeks. They're large, 1,200-pound squirrels that can and will spook at the most unexpected crap because it's hardwired into their instincts as prey animals. People don't understand that horses communicate with a lot of subtle physical clues that will let you know a few minutes in advance before it acts out of fear and or self-defense of itself or its herdmates and offspring. I'm constantly watching ears, eyes, hoofs, and leg positions, tail activity, facial expressions, and body posture when I'm grooming one of the horses both for changes in mood and because I know I'm doing my job right when grooming if the horse is truly relaxed and happy around me. Working with the horses I do and riding has been one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I love the animals I work with and care for, but I do not drop my guard when it comes to safety, not only for myself, but also for the other barn girls and the horses. I would be devastated if someone suffered from something careless that I did. In conclusion, leave unfamiliar horses alone and never work around them without safety for yourself and the animals in mind. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.